corner, need banana pudding. Brought you home to mama, even though you said I shouldn't. Might not make the Christmas, but I'm hoping and I'm pushing for a better day. A good day in the making, but you never stay. I could say that you're faking on the real. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to No Cool Podcast. This is, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, we're recording the day before Thanksgiving, so I doubt anyone is listening to us on Thanksgiving, but, right. you know. One of the go holidays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get right into it, man. <laughs> Football. Well, I've never been uh, more excited for an upcoming matchup than I am for uh, 49ers versus the Ravens. I agree. All the way around. To me, at this point, they're, they've are they run away with the f- top two teams in the National Football League. I agree. Uh, it's really not even close. Like you said, run away. I mean, the Ravens just, just embarrassed the Rams. <laughs> Completely embarrassed. And as much as I want to criticize, you know, Goff or, or Gurley or whoever, yeah, I, it's just you gotta. It's tough, man. The Ravens are just really good. Yep. It's one of those things where sometimes some teams have who have been good for a little while they just click. Now I didn't see either of their losses. Did you see those games? Well, the Browns. Oh yeah, that was that an one. outlier. Yeah, and I for think both I think every team is entitled to an outlier. For both teams, it was an outlier, right. obviously. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm saying that because they don't have any flaws. None. I could see, you know, potentially them getting just outplayed, right? But as far as like someone finding a weakness, they don't have one. Nope. They really don't, and then they have. You know, right now, the best playing quarterback in the league. I mean, they look good, man. They look really, really good. uh, They're getting a little cocky. Yeah. I see that Earl Thomas is proclaiming they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mark Ingram all of a sudden is, is, I'm hearing him all over, like, social media. When he was on the Saints, I never heard a word from him. I never heard. I've never even seen him outside of his <laughs> uniform until the right. intro thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I I do think Lamar is a little too confident about taking contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a couple times when they were kind of rolling, and he could have gotten out of bounds on a couple plays, and he took shots instead. Yeah. Which is to me is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're unstoppable right now. Yeah. It just, it's going to be crazy to see how they match up with the 49ers. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, on the NFC side of things, the 49ers just look, just, they look, at home, they look unstoppable. Yeah. I think with the fan base, with Garoppolo, if Garoppolo's comfortable, they're unstoppable. He looks good, man. I gotta say, you know, I thought he was kind of a fluke because that's what I've been hearing. But he looks great. 
And they, they did such a good job of, of making this team. They have yeah. so many good linemen. Yeah. Like, that, you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. You don't see a team just like last year they were kind of, uh, you know, a bottom-tier team. Yeah. And now all these young linemen, these linebackers, they've gotten way better. They're All, all of their players are playing better. The NFC is, is kind of a joke overall. Because <laughs> they have like two divisions. I mean, NFC East... The Cowboys is the only they're the only competition there. And the NFC South, Saints are the only competition. Right. And then the, when it comes to the West, you have the Rams, they're respectable. Seahawks are obviously, you know, top notch. 49ers are top notch. Then the North is really Packers and the Vikings are both inconsistent, but they're respectable. Um 49ers I mean, it's up to Russell Wilson. 49ers look like they're clean sweep out the NFC. Yeah. And if they keep home court, I mean, they're not losing to going to the Super Bowl. Right. It's going to yeah. be interesting to see. Um, so, the Ravens, I, I agree with you, but I like how Lamar is keeping it very simple with how he talks about his game like I agree that they are getting kind of cocky the players um who is it that used to be on the 40 well not the 49ers he used to be on the um Rams Peters yeah Marcus Peters yeah he was talking a lot of trash right you know he was going kind of crazy um which I get it when you play against your former team you have that kind of fire but Lamar is like the only one that is kind of cool about it and yeah. just very simple, like I'm just we're just scoring touchdowns. Like it's not, he's not talking about MVP, like all the other guys are. The other guys are really gassing him up, but I think they do that because they know he's not gonna do it, which is yeah. cool. But I like where his headspace is at as far as uh, his confidence. But I do, he does need to stay healthy. He can't be taking hits because there's gonna be some guys, the Bosas, right. I'm, I'm not taking no hits against either Bosa. Right. <laughs> I, uh, you know, there's other guys out there, but he there's some teams that he can't be that confident against with the hits for sure. Right. The Rams just look they just Man, look dude, so the, weak. Rams a year ago, remember when they beat Kansas City in that like fifty to forty eight game? <laughs> Yeah, still one of the best games I've ever watched. Everybody was saying they're the future. <laughs> future of scoring. They're the future. Oh, McVeigh. Oh, Jared Goff. They oh, did Todd start Gurley. sucking McVeigh after that. Dude, now they all look washed. McVeigh looks trash. McVeigh looks like he's getting exposed. He, dude, I, I was watching one of the talk shows, and, and you can make a case, and it's a pretty good case, that he's the third best coach in his division. I mean, are you going to pick him over <laughs> the four? Four, 49ers guy, Shanahan? <laughs> Absolutely not. Third out of the fourth, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the Cardinals coach? Uh, I'll take him over Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm not he taking is... him over Kyle Shanahan or uh, Pete, Pete Carroll. Carroll. Definitely not. Absolutely not. I might not. not take anyone over Pete Carroll, so definitely not right. uh, McVay. Yeah. 
It is crazy. I mean, Goff looks awful. <laughs> yeah, man. And they're relying. That's the thing. Like, he looks awful, but they're not doing him any favors. No. Because they're not giving. Like, Gurley, they're just not committing to running the ball. They're not committing to anything. Right. It, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to. I'd rather them commit to one or the other. Right. Like, they run it just enough to not commit to throwing. And they throw it just enough to not commit to running. Yeah. So, especially when your best player, by most people's standards, is your running back. It is kind of crazy. Uh, and their defense is just... Their defense didn't look... I mean, well, I take that back. It was just better offense. Right. It really wasn't... Because right. their defense did make some big plays. But Lamar is just ridiculous. He's uh, He might be one of the most unstoppable quarterbacks I've seen. Because there's nothing, I can't, I mean, I don't know football enough for this to matter, but I haven't seen any team even find a, a way to stop him at all. Right. Anyway, no way to neutralize him. And then once everyone talked about all this year, all last year, all summer, he can't pass, you know, he needs to be a pocket passer, and now he's leading the league in pocket passing um, percentage. So, like, it's gonna be tough, man. Everyone needs to step up, but if Lamar plays just on par with who he is, they're gonna be they're tough to beat. Yeah. Well, the thing is, as the for the Ravens beating the Rams to me is not that impressive of a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why I'm so excited about the 49ers because they completely exposed the Packers. They've exposed pretty much everybody. Exactly. Well, the thing is, I don't think it's an impressive win either, but how bad they beat them was impressive. Exactly. <laughs> they worked them. Like, I fi- I had them winning the game, but, you know, and I watched the pregame um, and saw the picks. Hey, 31-27, you know, 31-24. I was cool with stuff like that. Right. But, <laughs> what is it, 41-6? to six? Uh... Final score, 37-8. No, no, no. Um, 45-6. Oh, for the Rams, uh, Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. 45-6? That was, I mean, that's what I'm saying is impressive. Dude, they haven't, they've punted twice in their last, like, three (laughs) games. They were just getting... And, straight and to the end zone. In those two punts, uh, for those two punts, RG3 was playing quarterback. Right. <laughs> so they've just been unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, I was I was in utter shock at how awful the Packers looked. Because yeah. the Rams, the Rams have been kind of on a downward spiral from the start of the season. Yeah, they have, yeah. But the Packers, to me, were coming off a of bye week. Uh Everybody was excited. I know the Chargers' loss was still kind of a big deal, but it looked like they were figuring it out. Yeah, it did. And they came in there and got and they looked soft. They looked terrible. Yep. Rogers looked like just Rogers looked like he was a bad quarterback. Yeah. Not a bad game. It's not that he had a bad game because he definitely did. Rogers mm-hmm. looked like a bad quarterback uh, Sunday. I agree. And that was shocking to me. I mean, early on when you let me know that uh, they were struggling and the 49ers were just, you know, running the show, 
Yeah. I was like, dude, you got to be patient. You got to let a Hall of Fame quarterback figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm starting to think, I, I've trusted Rodgers too many times over the years, and he's let me down a number of those times. Yeah. Now, when he's playing the Cowboys, I'm always taking Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But anybody else? I, I don't know what I'm going to get. Right. And I hate to, to be the guy who jumps on that bandwagon of, like, Rogers getting washed or, or starting to decline. But I, I got to call it like I see it. <laughs> right. Let me, let me uh, lay this analogy out there for me. And I know I've been a Rogers hater um, on the podcast multiple times. And I'm cool with that. I'll accept it. Um, Rodgers, to me, is kind of how I said about Durant in the league, in that on paper, oh, I'm not sure if anyone has better, ever been better. But when it comes to playing and execution, it, it's not always there. And I, that doesn't mean he's not great, because I'm acknowledging that he might be skill-wise one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. But when it comes to him doing it every night, he doesn't do it every night. He just doesn't. And I don't... <laughs> and there's and no excuses. He... No, there's not. There's no excuses. And, and I say yeah, he is on his way out, and I, I'm i in a way joking, but I'm not like joking that much. I really do think mm, four years max, by the fourth year, he's, I think he's done. Within five years, he's out of there, I think. Um, which is a long time, but we've seen quarterbacks go longer than that. You know, right. Brett played <laughs> till he was like 50 almost in the league, still getting beat up. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting um, for Brett to come out of retirement for like three years after he like finally retired. Yeah. No one believed he was really done. <laughs> yeah. Rogers is not going to be like that. Cause I think Rogers oh, yeah. is going to get kind of squeezed out. I think maybe a Flacco kind of situation. They may get someone fire. And I think just say, Rogers is also a little bit more frail as far as like injury prone. Yeah, so, he's one injury away to me. Exactly. Yeah. From it being over, but one shoulder. Yeah. Or knee, and he's done. And yeah, man, they really have no excuses. A star running back, check. Uh, defense, great defensive players, check. Uh, fun, exciting coach, check. I mean, what else do you need? Yeah, and good receivers. Right. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Adams is top five, top ten easily. Yeah, Jimmy Graham is still, you know, he's still a good tight end. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't get it done, man. And when I was watching, it wasn't 49ers defense was good, but it wasn't that crazy that Rodgers, like, that they should have got destroyed like they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they were getting after him. Yeah, they were, but he had chances. Right. And he, you know. And who's their coach again? The young guy, right? LaFleur? Yeah, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sold on him, but I think he's doing a good enough job. Again, you have the weapons. You wanted Mike McCarthy gone. I don't. I never understood why Mike McCarthy was the problem. Yeah, I don't. I didn't either. Just because he didn't get along with Aaron Rodgers, like, 
Yeah, whose that, fault is that? that exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm with you on that. And Aaron Rodgers has to be, you know, man enough to do that himself. Yeah, I shouldn't have to cater to, to your every, like, need. No. Like, dude, you got to adapt. You got to lead. Yeah. Anyway, I agree with you on Aaron Rodgers, man. I, I think I think it's a, it's a decline. Yeah. And the I cliff. think it's going to continue. I mean, I, think, I still think he can have a big game for them. Of like, course. I wouldn't be surprised if they come into the playoffs and uh, he has, like, a vintage performance or two. Yeah. Like I'm like you said, four years. That's that's a lot of years. It is, yeah. And if the Packers could keep a, this good of a roster around him, yeah. I mean, they're going to be coming out of that division probably every year. Mhm. I don't care how many games Kirk Cousins wins. I don't trust him. Right, me either. And that's really their only competition in the division as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. So I just don't see the same will to win. No, that I see yeah. in guys his age normally. Yep. is why I think it's going to be quicker than a lot of other quarterbacks. Like, even though Peyton, towards his end of his career, wasn't like, you know, the sharp sniper passer that he used to be on the Colts. Uh, but he always had a will to win all the time. Right. Like, you never felt like, oh, Peyton is quitting this game. No, you no way. You see it in Drew Brees, too. Yeah, Drew was the same way, and Brett was the same way. Right. It didn't matter what the score was. Brett was coming to win the game every night. Right. Um, and Ben is the same way. Uh, I, I think Mahomes has is, is got that in him. Yeah, early. Lamar. But I'm talking about guys um, no, Rodgers' age. Yeah. yeah. But that to me, that's something you have or you don't. Yeah, Like that, A young guy that doesn't have that, I don't see him developing – that later in his career. And I don't think Rodgers has ever had that. <laughs> right. I and think Rodgers why... has just been the most talented player on the field for, you know, a decade. Right. And that's why his, I think his exit will be earlier than some of the other guys right. we just named. Um, Real quick, man. Who's the most overrated quarterback in the league? Right now? Yeah. And don't say, like, don't say just cause, just because he's playing. I mean, say that someone people think is good that really isn't good. Because I'll tell you who I think mine is. <laughs> uh, I got to... Uh, I don't want to do this, but... Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he is terrible. <laughs> Dude, I don't speak- know why people think he's amazing. He's not good. Dude, honestly, my real concern with him is uh, the turnovers are bad. To me, and this is probably the worst criticism I've I could have for a quarterback. I yeah. see on his on the field behavior and just how he carries himself on like throughout the game. Yeah. I see Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> and for those and for those oh, who man. know Jay Cutler, for those who've seen a good amount of Jay Cutler, yeah, that's that is the reason why it's such a it's such a disrespectful statement. <laughs> He's Jay Cutler without the interceptions, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, this year with his turnovers, it's been bad. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's been uh, pretty. But it's been the, to me timely. If, if you really keep an eye on their games, uh, when he takes a hit, his guys are are really slow to come help him. He's never really uh, talking to anybody. 
he's always kind of out there on his own. He's on the sideline every time on his own. Doesn't really talk to anybody. Like Russell Wilson is never alone on with the Seahawks. Right. And, and Carson Wentz has like no chemistry with anybody on the roster. It seems like. Yeah. It, it they seem so ready for him to turn the ball over. Like like yeah. honestly, watching Philly. They look comfortable getting off the field after turnovers. Like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. Right. And he's just doing a bad... He's forcing it. Yeah. It's it's not even that he's like... a ba- I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but he's trying so hard to force big plays. And it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on and that. And people man. continue to defend him, which is crazy to me. They do. Yeah. Like Baker Mayfield, like people have been fair. Like everybody's hopped off of Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh but Carson Wentz is kind of costing the Eagles this season, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, I, I that's not completely honest. Their receivers have been really bad. And they've been getting injured left and right. Yes. All, all the receivers. But but yeah. uh, your quarterback has to be like be able to overcome some of those things. Yeah. And especially with the way we considered Wentz. Yep. Uh, yeah, he has to be better. Yeah. Him and, him and Goff really are are looking foolish after these contract extensions. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating, it, too, because I like the Eagles, man. Yeah, I'm, I've always liked the Eagles as a team. But they really... They really haven't had a good quarterback since, like, McNabb. <laughs> I mean, Vic for a year was crazy. Yeah, for one year. Yeah, and then but, he broke down, unfortunately. Right. Other than that, though, they've been pretty bad, man. And Wentz, I see, I get what people see in his talent. Right. But, again, he never does it. He shows Cutler was the same way. You said who is? Cutler, Cutler was the exact same yeah. way. All they said was, yo, he's got a cannon for an arm. <laughs> like to the other team. Yes. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to aim that cannon, my guy. You can't just beam it. Like I don't know, man. He just doesn't look composed. Right. Like I criticize Dak Prescott for always only managing the game. And now yeah. Dak Prescott's doing these incredible things, you know, not this past weekend, but we could get into that. But, like, Cars- uh, Dak Prescott has shown me improvement in just his presence as a quarterback. Yeah. At, at, like, in every aspect. And Wentz looks like he's going the opposite direction. Yeah, he does. I really expect them to beat the Seahawks and kind of respond to the criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they did when they beat the Packers early in the year. Yeah. But it's, Packers are looking like not as impressive of a win as I thought. So. Right. Um, you got anything to say about the Cowboys and Patriots? If anybody was surprised by the outcome of that game, uh, you really haven't watched either team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that was the most expected outcome I've seen all year long. Yeah. <laughs> just now all of a sudden Jerry Jones has a problem with coaching. I mean, you lost, oh, the, yeah, you we lost to the Jets. That. You lost to the Jets. There was no issue with coaching. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it's it's bizarre, man. The Jets, they lost to um, the Buccaneers. I mean... You know what's bad for what? me? Uh, every, like... Has any quarterback looked bad against the Cowboys? I know Brady didn't have the best completion percentage, but to me, he didn't play bad. No, he didn't. Not to me. He kind of yeah. controlled the game. He Obviously, the weather didn't... You couldn't really pass the ball well at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of did what he could. Yeah. And the Cowboys, like... The Cowboys are not consistent at anything. Right. Dak Prescott could throw for 450 and four touchdowns, and then he could throw for 150 yards. Yeah. And he m- makes no plays on third down. Like, he's like over on third down. Right. And, and it's short third downs. And the other thing is, why is Zeke not getting the ball? Was this not the perfect game to, like, just carry the load with Zeke? Of course. I mean, it's like it's common football knowledge. If it's if the weather sucks, you got to run the ball. It just seemed like it would have been safer as a right. as a strategy. Yeah. And if anything, and, you lose and you know, you you lose feeding the, the Zeke. That 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 happens. Yeah. And one thing the Patriots are always really good at is keeping the possession times very limited to equal, very right. equal. Right. You know, they they don't let you get a longer possession than they get. So they really control the tempo of the game. And it was almost, let me see, I think it was like pretty much even in this game. 30 minutes, 22 seconds, 29 minutes, and 40 right. seconds. Like, you know, and with that, you can only be so good as a quarterback on the other end and so bad, you're not going to blow them out when they do that. That's just how they play. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. They should beat the Cowboys. The way right. the Cowboys play. They play better when they have more possessions. Longer possessions. You know, they're a good run-and-gun team, but this isn't it. Not like this. You know, what's frustrating is the Cowboys, to me, showed that they're a really good team being held back. Yeah. I mean, I, I can yell about Garrett every week, but at this point, it's so obvious. And everyone is doing it. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I get that you don't want to fire him mid-season, but if he's not gone this off-season, if this team doesn't go to a Super Bowl, he's out of there. Yeah, if they lose this weekend, he's out of there. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's if, the point? If they let the Eagles catch him, and they gotta be fighting for a wild card spot before the season even ends. Yeah. If they lose that Eagles game in a couple weeks, like maybe three or four weeks. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. I think the Cowboys would be fine without a coach. <laughs> they probably would. Because Jason could Garrett's out there doing nothing. <laughs> Dak would probably be a better coach and leader than Garrett. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I got a, I got a, uh, uh, Amari Cooper, man. What the hell was that? <laughs> you let a cornerback get more catches than you, my guy? You get paid to catch the ball and the defensive back got more than you did? Yeah. I, I, don't, I know it's rainy, but that that last pass that he didn't catch, that right there, that... He didn't yeah, catch anything, did he? Not, I mean, he caught one that was, like, uh, called back for, because of a penalty. 
Oh, okay. But yeah, man, that to me that last catch just I was like, dude, I can't put you in an elite receiver group when you're not making plays like that. Right. Yeah. And and Dak and Wentz both have suffered because of drops. Yes. But one quarterback has managed to overcome that to an extent. Right. Um, let's see who else do we have, man? Titans work the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. Nobody I mean, cares. Ryan Tannehill looked like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> they ran mostly those, mostly Henry. My parents actually went to the game. Henry was eating. And they've had Tennessee's six and five, and they've had yeah. a couple of games this year where they just look dominant. Henry is really hard to stop, man. I think he gets underrated when it comes people talk about running backs. Derrick Henry's a beast. Yeah, and I think I mean the feed, team they do just a good, good job of feeding him the ball. Yeah, they do. They do, and I think the team is just really bad otherwise. So he doesn't get the same credit, but yeah. Just want to point out, uh, they benched Mariota and are now in the playoff hunt. Mariota's done. In the Titans uniform, I think he's done as a quarter. I mean, he'll he'll probably stick around as a backup. Yeah, but I I wouldn't understand anybody taking him as a starter. Right. Um. Let's see, Jets. That was shocking the to me. The Jets. Yeah, because the Raiders are kind of up and coming. Everybody was getting excited about them. They were, yeah. and all of a sudden, just got ran <laughs> through. Yeah. It was Darnold was just. By the way, the Jets. Players. Interesting. So I read about the game afterwards, and apparently they got booed at in their building. Who did? The Jets. Oh. <laughs> and interesting stat is they've been booed a number of home games this season, and hmm. their record in those games is three and zero. With wins over the Raiders, Cowboys, and the Giants. They win every time they get booed? Apparently. That's crazy. Apparently. Why are they uh, one, of the, the, one of the players said it's like a lot like just a pride thing. That's whack. I would fire Adam Gase on the spot here and that. <laughs> you, gotta, you, got the, you gotta have the fans booing you for your team to be motivated to play. I'd fire them when the fans start booing. You can't get booed at a home game. I'd fire I mean, everybody. I blew, I blew the Jets if they were my home team. <laughs> I'd do the same thing to the Redskins. If the Giants were beating them, I'd boo them because, you know, like, like it's New York, you know. Right. But other than that, come on, man, you got you booing your home team. It, I'd fire them just based off of the first boo. You're getting booed, or oh, you're out of here. Everybody's yeah, gone. Every all the staff. <laughs> I think the Jets, if they have a good draft, they could be a, a a fun team next year. I agree. I think they're they're close. They're closer than people think. Yeah, like Donald, some of the other some of the other trash teams got a long way to go. Donald is improving. I think Donald, the more he plays, the better he plays. Mm-hmm. But you know, he obviously, he's a lot of improvement to go. But I think he's doing a pretty good job so far. I agree. Um. Anyone else? Uh, Steelers. You want to talk about the Steelers? No. Ben Rudolph. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. 
He just doesn't want to play Rudolph against the Browns. That's right. what it is. I know, I know the strategy. Uh, I don't really have much to say on on the Steelers. I mean, it's a good win for them. Yeah, I don't have much to say about any of the other games, really. Yeah, dude. I Hask- say this about the taking a selfie really pissed me off. It did. Uh, I like that. You did. <laughs> you couldn't do that I, at the end of the game, like. Well, I'll say I don't like it, but I didn't mind it. Yeah, I don't think like he should be suspended or anything, but yeah, it was just like a bad like. Come on, dude. Yeah, it's not the time. You, you should know better. He's gonna be good though. I think. We'll, we'll see. I'm gonna say this, man. I have to go here. I often don't get racial on here. I try my best not to. Um, Giants. I'm done with white quarterbacks. Man. <laughs> I'm serious. Giants, no more. Oh, and I, no. I'm only saying this because I think the Giants have made a conscious effort not to get black quarterbacks starting for a while. They threw Geno out there knowing Geno was going to get eaten up. It's like throwing him in a pool of sharks. Right. Um, And other than that, man, I mean, getting Danny Dimes is no excuse. He sucks. He's not good. Yeah, it's not looking one, good. Yeah, he was feeling himself one game. Okay, maybe two games he felt himself a little bit. Come on, man. No, I don't. No more. No, it's time for change. That's all I'm saying. Get the best guy available. Don't get me wrong. No matter what he looks like. But come on, man. You gotta yeah. give somebody else a chance. It's, you, it's, it's a Daniel Jones good. problem, not a like a white black problem. No, no. But I'm saying as an organization. They they do it on purpose. It's clear. They've even acknowledged. But come on, man. It's not. They need to make some better choices. Pick the best guy available. Don't just go for the same dude who looks just like Eli every time. Plays just like Eli. No, no more. I don't want it. Get Daniel Jones out of there, please. Before it's too late. I don't want to be talking about him in two years saying the same thing. I can feel it coming though. Like um, uh, like Trubisky, I feel like is gonna be mm-hmm. like for three years we're gonna be talking about Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. He's trash. He's this. He's that. He they need to get him out, and they're not gonna make any decisions. Not gonna make any uh, any changes. It's sickening. It's sickening. I don't expect it to change. <sighs> well, see, that's the problem. I hate it, man. Yo. You got Daniel Jones out here just stinking it up. Colin Kaepernick's available. My point exactly. Like, it's and frustrating. There's other quarterbacks out there that are available. The more, I mean, the more I watch the league, the more I start to understand why he says stop running. <laughs> the more I'm like, you know, I don't agree with it, but I'm like, I get it, Colin, because this is ridiculous. Look at all of these backup quarterbacks that are eating this year Bridgewater Bridgewater would be the best quarterback on the Giants easily Haskins would be the best quarterback on the Giants and who's who's our backup Alex Tanney who is he 32 from Monmouth Monmouth never heard of him (laughs) come on man are you kidding me are you kidding me Daniel Jones? 
We have Daniel Jones, Eli, and Alex Tanny. Those are our three quarterbacks. They really thought they, they were going to get a mobile Eli Manning and just like, oh, we'll, we'll be good. That'll work. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, my God. All right, moving on. Any other football? Uh, No, that's it. I can't All wait right. for this, this uh, Ravens 49ers. Let's get Kyrie out of the way, man. Because <laughs> I don't want to talk about him for too long. I just want to get it over with. Yeah. <sighs> Kyrie... This is by far the most egregious, most disgusting thing you've done your whole career. <laughs> it's almost comical. Because anyone who believes he's really hurt is... Come on, man. Think about it. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> he planned this. The three teams, the two teams you played on and the one team you dissed in the offseason... Those are the only games you're going to miss in the game before that road trip? Come on, dude. That's not random. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe that. Tonight, tonight the premier matchup is Kimba on Spencer Dinwiddie. Come on, dude. Listen, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Kyrie is hurt. In quotes. Kyrie is allegedly hurt. <laughs> allegedly. With a shoulder injury that no one saw happen. Um <laughs> I'll just read this short article. Boston Celtics fans will have to wait a little longer for Kyrie Irving's return. Irving will miss the Brooklyn Nets next three games due to his lingering right shoulder impingement. The team announced three games. You know who else is in the three games? The Cleveland Cavaliers, his former team. That's two former teams that he'd miss. Oh, all away games. Also, he'll miss the New York Knicks. It's it's weird that they uh, early on said those three games. Yes, that's what's suspect. If they just said like, oh, he's week to week. Okay, that's fine. He's week to week, whatever. No, we know exactly but which games he's missing. The fact that, yeah, he'll be back after these three specific games. Yes. Is suspect to me. Right. Kyrie, oh, it's not looking good. You better not let the Nets figure it out without you. Kyrie is embarrassed that he's playing trash. And guess what? He might be back for the Boston game in... Brooklyn might be that's Friday we'll see hopefully his shoulder's feeling all right yeah, maybe he's load managing come on man <laughs> he's embarrassed that his leadership is just as bad as it was on the other teams it's clear he's Play. the problem it's been a, it's it's obvious now <laughs> for anyone who doesn't think it's obvious now open your eyes and he's watch been, the game everywhere that he's been that there's been a problem, he was the biggest reason for that problem. Now I've seen him doing the dance, the three-point dance on the bench when he's not playing. Right. When he's playing, I haven't seen him do it once that he played. Right. But I've seen him do it in his little hoodie and blazer. Him and Durant, Durant with his t-shirt and blazer, which I'm I'm sick of that style, by the way. <laughs> but 
<laughs> all the players are doing it now for some reason. But um, I see them over there doing the little, you know, whatever it is, little kick dance right. with Dio Pinson. Come on, man. You're not slick, Kyrie. We see you. It's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> You're not slick. We know. Oh, I wish man. he would come. I'd rather him come out and say it, honestly. Now, at least he came out and admitted that he's having a hard time leading and apologized to LeBron and all that. I respected that. Right. I really did. It was one of the only times, few times I've respected Kyrie, which, you know, no disrespect to him now, but he hasn't done a lot to really get me saying, you know. I'll, I'll disrespect him. I think he's phony. <laughs> I think, like, he's like he's just a phony guy. He is. He's the type of guy who will say something to your face and it'll be a blatant lie. Yeah. Like, with, no, like. with complete disregard. That is what it sounds like, yeah. That's what his actions are telling me. I wish Smart would fess up and say Thank he was a joke. Yes. Smart, come on. He can't beat you. Somebody in Boston, <laughs> please. I'm waiting for Morris to do right. it. Right. Morris will probably release a tell-all book and really start <laughs> saying He's all like kinds of wild stuff about people. Him. Yeah, I mean, Morris, he can't beat you. Fight him. Right. <laughs> He's not going to fight. Come on, man. I really like I really like right now the Celtics and uh, the Nets how they're playing. <laughs> as long as Kyrie's not on the court, it's going to be a good matchup tonight. What what system would you think Kyrie actually fit in though in the league? What not system, but if there was a team right now that wanted Kyrie, who would you think he would work with? Uh, the Suns. Okay, I think it would be fun. There wouldn't really be expectation besides like just exciting excitement you think him and um booker would be able to work probably not (laughs) but i think the excitement will kind of motivate phoenix okay and just to like just to shake things up i think the bulls are another team while i don't think it would work with zach levine it would be a lit team up to see (laughs) i agree with that yeah yeah i agree I would like to see Zach not have to handle the ball as much as he does. Yeah. I would like that. I um, mean, I would say San Antonio, but I just can't. Like, he's he is the opposite of everything San Antonio represents. Yeah, I agree. He probably would. He wouldn't work with, like, the. Like, he wouldn't work with Patty Mills. Like, the people who really don't matter that much in the game. Right. He still wouldn't even work. Right. Yeah, but I get what you're saying for sure. I would like to see him. Maybe that would be a place where he would change. But I'm losing confidence in Popovich when it comes to that, honestly. Because this team now is... A mess. Yeah, I'll get into them in a second. But I I, I could see Phoenix. I could see maybe... Um, I had somebody. Indiana is another one. I mean, I like Brogdon a lot, but... I like Indiana. I think, I Indiana, think Indiana could Indiana kind of... Nice structure around him better than a lot of other teams do you think he's gonna you think he's gonna play with Durant I think they'll play a year I don't think he's gonna make it I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna make it through this year and then he'll make it another year just because Durant's back we got to see what that looks like and then it'll it'll implode (laughs) I can't wait for him and Durant to like implode on one another 
They're going to have some really good games, though. Oh, for sure. It's going to be, you know, fool's gold, kind of like the Rockets. Exactly the like the Rockets. first three games of the season. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into the Spurs real quick. Uh, by the way, I should have said this earlier. We're not talking about any music today, right, people. Right. Uh, I'm sorry I'm late on that. If you made it this far... I'm not talking about music because really nothing came out. A couple singles, but we don't have enough to talk about for us to devote a full segment to it. So, happy Thanksgiving, music fans. We'll see you next time, but not <laughs> you're done this episode. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um. So back to uh, San Antonio. They're really bad. Like they're really bad. And I think part of it is that Popovich doesn't have any players that play. Well, let me let me just let me cut to the chase. They need to blow it up, the whole team, everybody gone. DeRozan and Aldridge. I agree. Um, I'd keep. I'd trade Murray too. Honestly, I the only person I'd keep is Derek White. Honestly, it, it depends and on Forbes. who they get. Yeah, but if I can keep Forbes and White. And I'm not getting like a all star. If they're not like in a package for an all star, I'm keeping them because they're really good young pieces. I think Forbes can fit on any team in the league. Yeah, honestly, because he's very he doesn't take bad shots. Fundamentally sound. Very fundamentally sound. He's a um, product of uh, Michigan State. Izzo product. Those guys usually are very fundamental, very uh, cool headed guys. So. I'm cool with him on any team, but the rest of those guys, man, it's not working. And the way they're playing is so... Aldridge is in DeRozan's way all the time. Yes! He's just standing there. Yes! There's no... Dude, it's their second year together. Yeah. They look like they've never played basketball with each other. One problem is Popovich spent the whole summer doing something else. Right. So, which, I'm, it's not his fault, right? It, Team USA is important as well, so I'm cool with it, but it shows. It's clear. And all his assistants are gone coaching other teams, except for Udoka and Tim Duncan now. Oh, I'm sorry. Udoka and Becky Hammond were the only ones that were, that were there last year that are still there. The rest of them are all on other teams. One's coaching Charlotte, right? Right. And the other one's coaching, um, uh, one went some, maybe college or something. One went somewhere else too. So, um, it's, the chemistry's not there. Bellinelli isn't working. How do you not make Bellinelli work? Yeah, Patty, Patty Mills and Bellinelli and you're struggling to like move the ball. And Patty is, Patty has to be one of the easiest players to play, like to play for you in the league to me. Cause he does everything you need him to do. He he plays hard defense all the time. He doesn't play great defense because he's just small. Right. But he does as much as he can with his size. He doesn't miss a lot of shots. He takes good shots. Everything else, I mean, like I said, DeRozan, who's a talented player, great mid range player, goes to the basket. He gets fouled. I think he's still. I mean, he usually is up in the top in free throws. Like in Toronto, he's always top three. Four and free throws every year. Now it's like he's not getting fouled. 
He's not getting good shots off. He's having to take spot up threes, which has never been his game. I think I, I honestly I think DeRozan, Aldrich, and Rudy Gay are probably the biggest culprits for their issues. Clearly, yeah. I think I think they have been very slow to uh to fit their game to San Antonio. Yeah. And Rudy does a good job for his time. Right. For the time he gets, he Rudy's one of the better bench players in the league to me. But I think but, all those guys are ball stoppers. They are. And it's it's hurting those other quality players that you're talking about. And they're not good enough shooters to be ball stoppers yes. that could like not be ball stoppers. Right. Cuz there's guys like there's guys who are ball stoppers that, you know, don't have to be. Like, Carmelo doesn't have to be a ball stopper to still be good. Right. Because McCollum is a guy who's the same thing. McCollum's the same thing, yeah. Oh, most of the Portland guys. Right. But, um, because they can shoot. And Rudy is not a good three-point shooter. He's okay. You're capable. Yeah, I mean, when he's in rhythm, he'll knock it down. Um, DeRozan's obviously not a good one. Aldridge spacing is Audra's problem has been his problem his whole career and it's not working man they're all mid-range guys and then you have the shooters don't get the ball because their mid-range game is one-on-one they're one-on-one mid-range guys right and it's I just can't understand man and And Podal is so soft you can't yeah you can't get by anymore playing trash centers by the way you can't like no. I'm. I'm not respecting teams that that have like glaring, you know, weak weak spots in the starting lineup. And centers are starting to be the most athletic player on the court. Right. Again, it was a, there was a time when it was like that when there was the Garnets, the unicorns like Garnett out there who were like catching the ball at the three point line, Duncan. But now it's back to that, and it's yeah. it's not work. It's not going to work for. Total man. I mean, Drummond is catching on the wing and making crossovers and taking people to the rack now. Uh, Bam Adebayo in Miami. Adebayo, Everything. Turner. Um. Uh. Yeah. Obviously, Davis. I mean, Total is getting exposed every night. Montrezl. Right. Same thing. Pump fake and McGee, he'll go right to the basket. McGee. McGee's high energy. Yeah. McGee. Embiid. I mean. Yeah, it's tough, man. Who's, not back, cut who's it. backing him up? Deadman? Dwayne Deadman? <laughs> it's not going to cut it. Is Deadman on the Spurs? Uh, oh, they're playing Lyles as center now. Oh, you're right. Uh, which is weird. And he's just too small. Right. It's yeah, just, also, also too soft. He's too soft. He's always too been small, a perimeter and guy. And he's not a center. That's right. the same thing I said. Over the summer, these guys are not centers. How do you expect someone who's not a center to guard a center? What is yeah. Lyle's going to do with Drummond? Not everybody is Magic Johnson. No. <laughs> Can't no just plug is. him into whatever position <laughs> and expect them to thrive. Now are you going to expect expect um, Lyle's to guard Porzingis? Or I Drummond? Don't, I don't know. Or Embiid? Well, and then, Embiid. Embiid seems like an easy issue at this point. <laughs> We'll get but to we'll that. get to that, yes. Yeah, so Spurs, man, they need to make some major roster changes. The problem is the the way the league looks, there's not a lot of team other teams that need a lot of roster changes. Right. I think most of the other teams are good 
they're either building or contending. There's not a lot of middle ground play, middle ground teams anymore. Yeah, and there's a lot less just like trash can teams, especially in the West. Yeah, like Phoenix is not a guaranteed win. Uh, Minnesota is not a guaranteed win. No. Uh, Sacramento is not a guaranteed win. Right. Uh, it's just, I mean, you know, all the, I mean, OKC is another team. Not guaranteed at all. Right. Memphis, the way Memphis has been playing, you gotta, you gotta be awake when you go to Memphis now. Right. The way Morant has been balling. Uh, don't now the other guys, you know that they're their own thing. But Crowder and Morant are coming to play every night, every single night. Um, Pelicans, they might be a team. But you they're, know they're, they're still also kind of a competitive waiting. team. They're competitive and they're still kind of waiting to see what Zion's going to bring. But you got teams like the Hawks are are I think the Hawks are fine where they are as far as like how they want their roster. Yeah, they just need to be better. They're build, like you said. They're they're one of the building teams. Yeah, Hornets are building. Sh- uh, Chicago's building. Chicago's building now. Oh no! <laughs> a, a couple teams might be down there. <laughs> Wizards might be in that. I, 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 don't, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they're in that. Uh... What's New York doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they man. got some centers. They can power forwards. They can give up clearly. Honestly, I think Cleveland. Cleveland is a competitive team as well. They're building. Yeah, as bad as their roster seems, they're a competitive team. But love would be a nice, nice addition to uh, San Antonio. Oh yeah, love for Aldridge. I'd make that trade right now. Oh my god, in a second. And they and they'd improve immediately, to me. Right. Um, and I think the Pacers are kind of in the middle ground. They're not going to win a championship with their team. No, even but if they're they're also a building competitive team. Yeah, I think they're yeah, one they of are. the best building competitive teams. Mm-hmm. But they're still in that mode. Pistons are... I don't know what the Pistons are doing, man. And the Pistons are kind of in a weird spot because they don't really have a lot to give up. Yeah. They really don't. They have to like really try to find some... But we'll see what San Antonio does. <laughs> they're, Pistons and San Antonio are in the same spot to me, uh, yeah. honestly. I yeah. can see that. They're kind of... Well, the thing with San Antonio is I hope they don't... Uh, do what Miami did a number of years back and just kind of catch fire when it's too late mm-hmm. and, and kind of figure it out when it doesn't really matter. Because I think yeah. either way, o- over this upcoming summer, they got to make moves. Yeah, I agree. Even if they even if they sneak into the playoffs, I, I still think they got to make moves. They have to make moves because they're not a good drafting team. They never have been. How about they never? Drafted- the last good draft pick they had was Manu Ginobili. <laughs> that helped them. Yeah. I mean, and, and Kawhi, but... I mean, Danny that Green? That was through trade. No, they didn't huh? draft Danny Green. Uh, Yeah, they tra- they got Danny... Um, yeah, from Cleveland, I think. Cleveland, yeah. Uh, Gary Neal wasn't good for a second. <laughs> Where is he now? No, I don't know. Where question. is he after you left San Antonio? <laughs> Hill was good. Did they draft Hill? Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Well, but yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah, tough. Lonnie Walker looks trash. Lonnie Walker looks rough. 
And they got Kawhi for Hill, right? Yeah. Because they didn't draft Kawhi. It was, they traded him on draft day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not a good drafting team at all. So they're not going to get them losing and going for the draft isn't going to help them from what I'm looking at based off their history. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they got to trade, man. And I hate, I hate that it has to be DeRozan because I think DeRozan is getting comfortable there. But the team is not working. I'm trading Aldridge before DeRozan. I, I yeah. honestly, I wouldn't mind training both, but first, first is priorities Aldridge. Yeah, because the and, league and is passing him by. The league is passing him by. He's stale, and you, DeRozan gives you a leader. Right. And losing Aldridge, I mean, you Aldridge don't really doesn't do lose anything, anything leadership wise. <laughs> Right, DeRozan has you get someone who's always trying to win, who's a good leader, a good locker room guy, and Aldridge is the opposite. So, you're right. All right, uh, that was a long time on the Spurs. Who are we gonna? Oh, Seventy Sixers. Let's get it. Oh God, I'm worried. I am <laughs> concerned, and I have been. Uh, but. You know, it's only a what a quarter of the year. I don't even think it's a quarter yet. Mm-hmm. Coming up on a quarter, so there, there are certain teams that I I think could turn it around. I think San Antonio, while a lot of issues, I think they could turn it around. I think mm-hmm. Portland is a team with a lot of issues. I think they could turn it around. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're actively making changes. Right. Houston is not making any changes. Houston is is in the same boat. Yeah. And I think Philly is uh, entering that boat as well. Who did you say before Portland? Portland. That's that before could, Portland. that can turn it around. Who did you say before Portland though? Um Oh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think All they right. could. I'm not saying they will, but I could yeah. see a way they can change it. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind Philly to me is not about obviously they're going to win games. It's yeah. just like Houston. They're, I know they're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're a number one seed come mm-hmm. playoff time. Mm-hmm. But this team, the way they're constructed is is flawed to me. Yeah. It's flawed. I, and I thought Horford would be the problem. He's not. No. Horford, once again, every time I doubt his fit anywhere, he proves me wrong. Yeah. I might have to stop sleeping on Horford from here on out cuz every time he just he's a quality player. I tell you what, one thing Billy Donovan does well, he gets guys to fit anywhere. A lot of his ex-players, I agree. can fit can fit in any team. Yep. And I mean, if I ever see Parsons play again, I would put him in there too, but <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Wouldn't hold my him breath play. for that. <laughs> Right, but Joe Kim was one. Even Corey Brewer was fitting on any team he went to and would just jump right into the lineup and play like everyone else. But Horford's definitely one of those guys. Yeah. So I think Horford is a positive for them, and I yeah. think uh, Ben Simmons' slow progression is a positive for them. I mean, he's hitting threes on the Knicks. <laughs> it's not about him uh, hitting threes because – it, I, I'm assuming it's still going to take some time for him to really start doing that. Yeah. But he, his, I think his finishing is getting a lot better. It is. He's, his range on finishing is a lot better. It is. Like yeah. he doesn't have to be at the basket to finish anymore, which I like. 
And he doesn't have to be shooting layups either. I also think he's not a liability at the line anymore, which I really like. Yeah, because he's uh, too big to not be able to hit free throws. Now, that's where my positives end. Because... Horford and Simmons? Yep. <laughs> uh, Wait, be- before... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You can, you can speak first, because I'm trying to think what do I want to cover first. I'm going to talk about their last 12 games. Okay, I'll let you get into the the games. Uh, Just from the things I've seen, I did see them uh, spank Miami, probably their only good win of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I I watched some of his uh, Embiid's MVP performance last night. (laughs) But I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass for his zero in a second. Uh, I got to get on. Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson are just flat out letting me down. Josh Richardson played great last night. He did. Uh, missed some free throws, but whatever. But also, Josh Richardson is a strategy guy. For me, on the other team, the better Josh Richardson plays, the better we're playing, in my opinion. Because I don't want Simmons and Embiid getting 20. If Josh Richardson gets 40, I'm winning that game to me, easily. To me, if you're going to commit to competing with Simmons and Embiid, you have to have spacing. Uh-huh. And to me, Richardson and Harris were supposed to provide that. And they have done an awful job. <laughs> yeah. Awful. I Look, Richardson is playing well stat-wise. I think he's doing a good job of like doing the same shit he did in Miami. Hustle, defense, just energy. Like yeah. You're going to get buckets that way. Yeah. Especially when you're athletic. Uh-huh. But neither of them have – they've shot the ball like trash. And yep. Tobias Harris is just clueless out there. <laughs> I mean, you, you committed a hundred over $100 million to a guy who looks like just another guy out there. Yeah. He's been outplayed by James Ennis maybe like six or seven times this season already, which is completely unacceptable. It seems like any time one of the starters is playing bad, James Ennis comes in and plays the best game of his life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I need them to space the floor. It, I, 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 I know I'm getting defense. I don't know what I'm getting out of Tobias outside of floor spacing. Maybe mm-hmm. rebounding. But now with Horford there, you don't need rebounding. Right. And now Tobias like needs to hit shots. He needs to hit shots to stay on the floor. And he's not doing that, and they're, you know, they're sticking with him, which is is hurting them. Yeah. And I've and I've never seen him make meaningful shots. I've never seen him p- perform in meaningful games. So who are you talking about? Tobias Harris. Oh yeah. So why yeah. would I trust? I'm not gonna start trusting him now to turn it around and start shooting the ball well. You know what? You're saying the biggest problem without even saying it. Well, the coaching to me is the biggest problem. Well, let me tell you what the biggest problem for me is with their team, how it's constructed. In the playoffs, who was the Raptors' two best players other than Kawhi? Uh, Siakam and and, uh, Lowry. And? Van Fleet, I guess, in the finals, and Gasol. It's easy. Van Fleet, right? Yeah. Um, Last year... Not this past season, but the year before, Celtics, Terry Rozier had an amazing playoffs. He did. Amazing. 
right? Um, the Bucks, George Hill, amazing last in the playoffs. Yep. All of a sudden, he played great. Um, Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie, fantastic. Lou Williams caliber, fantastic. Um, who is the 76ers' best bench player? Does it exist? James Ennis. <laughs> and that and that says a lot. That is exactly what I'm saying. You, the people you were talking about, their talent stops after the starting five. It stops. Don't get me wrong; they have a lot of guys who come off the bench who can like get a basket. Mike Scott is solid. Yeah, he's someone that if a, he wasn't on the team, man. I wouldn't notice. Huh? Oh, everybody on that bench is n- not noticeable. Yeah, yeah, that's forgettable. The, that's, that's their problem. All in the East. That's the East. That's the strength of the East is the bench teams. To me, that's like the best part about them. Look at the teams. If if the um seeding stopped right now, the Bucks strong bench, pretty strong bench. Miami. Celtics always always have a strong bench. Miami strong bench. Raptors great bench. Pacers showing they have a pretty good bench. Brooklyn great bench. Orlando has a good bench. Terrence Ross. Is better than everyone on Philly on the bench. Easily. And he's not even the sixth man. Fultz is out playing most of the players on the Sixers. Um, So, to me, you need more than a starting five. And then, like you said, when two of the starting five are not being consistent, consistently, you know, contributing players. Now the spacing's good. not there. Now Embiid is, is floating around the perimeter because... Simmons has nowhere to go, and if Simmons is floating around on the perimeter, Embiid has nowhere to go. Yes, and you get you you, you get a zero point performance when things like that happen. Right now, and for those, I mean, there's a lot of explanations for why he had zero. Yeah, uh, coaching is part of it. Uh huh. The Raptors' defense is a large part of it, I think. Uh huh. But. Uh, Watching him float around taking bad shots and, and just just looking stupid out there. Missing free throws. It, it's, him having zero when he got free throws is not on no one but himself at that point. Yeah, the he fact that some, he had zero is on him. Yeah. If it was five, I would have credited the defense like completely. Right. <laughs> yeah, and... For those who think they're title contenders, think they're, you know, this monster team, look, let me talk about their last 12 games. These are, this is who they played. Raptors, loss. Miami, they won. San Antonio, they won. New York Knicks, they won. Cleveland Cavaliers, they won. I would expect them to win all of those games. Miami, I expect it to be a closer game than it was, but I expect one, them to come one, out on they top. They caught him on an off night. Right. OKC, loss. Orlando, loss. Cleveland, won by one point. Charlotte, they won. Denver, loss. Utah, loss. Phoenix, loss. They're losing to teams. Any team that is competitive, they lose. Miami's the only competitive team they've beaten in the last 12 games. I mean, they beat Cleveland twice. The Knicks? I mean, they lost to Orlando. That's 
by 15. They lost to OKC. It, I, I don't know eight. if there's any more if there's a coach out there outside of Scott Brooks that deserves to get fired more than Brett Brown. <laughs> yeah. It the thing is, I think the 76ers have more than Brett Brown as an issue. I think like we've been talking about their roster is not that good. And I think people are expecting Brett like to turn Simmons and Embiid into Kobe and Shaq. And it's not going to happen. I'm not, not Brett Brown, but I'm. I think people think that they see this team starting five, and they think, oh, we have instant lockdown defense, like the Clippers of the East. And it's they have to come out eventually, and all their bench players are mismatches, all of them. Mismatch. I'm taking. If I have any of my starters in. When one of their bench players comes in, we're going right at him every play. Their bench is so trash. They actually look like they're missing TJ McConnell. They are missing TJ McConnell. Just let that sink in. They don't even let Trey Burke play after the nights. I mean, he barely gets minutes. Uh, it's frustrating. Corkmas. Raul Nato. Mike Scott. He plays. He's. Like you said, he's respectable. That's it, though. James Ennis, we're going right at him. Raul Nato, we're posting him up. Matisse um, Dybul, he's a rookie. We're going right at him. Yeah, come on. I mean, and then Simmons gives you 10 points and 14 assists, 9 rebounds, almost a triple-double. But that's you should expect him to do that. He's not one of those players that will just say, okay, we need more points. I need to take over. That's not his game. He's a point guard. Um, Harris, I thought that was his game. But, you know, 7 for 17, it's not going to cut it. Not when Embiid has zero. I'm going to keep it. This is harsh. But, honestly, they just have a team full of losers, honestly. <laughs> Except for Horford. Uh, the rest of those guys are losers. I agree. And I, when I say losers, I'm not saying this is not this isn't for you. This is for everyone else who thinks I'm like being overly negative. I'm not saying that it's the mentality. These guys don't have the we have to win this game, will to win that we just talked about when quarterbacks. I don't see it out of any of these players other than Horford. And again, again, if you don't have that as a young guy, you're not gonna you're not gonna develop it mid career. Very, very rarely. And and I I saw that what you're talking about from Ben Simmons at LSU and from Embiid at Kansas. Yeah. And I've seen it ever since. Yeah. You talking about the lack? Yeah. Yeah. Losers. And, the, um, you know, I see it in TJ McConnell had it. He did. He has it. He's going out there. If he has to there was come a out spark. with a bloody nose and lose a tooth, he's going to win the game. There That's was a spark mentality. when he came out there. It was. There's no spark and when Raul Neto checks in the game. I don't even know where Raul Neto is from, man. And I know he was on Utah, but, like, come on. like. What got you know, him in the like, league? Right. That's my point. It's, it's not going to work with them, man. They need someone. They have no leader. And... Again, when you have a team like this full of losers, it is on the coach to step up and say, okay, well, if you guys, I have to instill it. 
have to at least make it look like you guys want to win. That's the coach's job at that point. I've seen some coaches have some fire, even if they were the only ones with fire. And and they'll get over. It may not win every time because you need someone on the team who wants to win um, that can do it. But Brett's not helping. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all, man. I, I've seen in Malone from Denver. Mm-hmm. When he was on the Kings, no one else wanted to play well except for him. I mean, he wanted to win the game, but Cousins was, you know, was who he is. Right. Aflalo was there, refused to check in the game. Um, Rondo was who he is. Uh, you know. Just that a mismatch kind of, of guys. Right, exactly. And I see the same thing in um, Philly, man. It's not good. They need to do something. I, In my opinion, they need to trade Embiid now. Right now. While it's, while it's early, I'd trade Embiid and get two all-stars from Embiid. I, I think they would... I, w- I think they would go off if they traded Embiid. Yeah. Hey, my job is to win games. I, like I should. <laughs> that would, it, it's... That's all I would say at the press conference. Yeah. I'm like, look, man, I'm not here to for people to like me or or Embiid or the team. I'm here to win games, and Embiid won win games. So. And, and Stephen A. made a good point talking about how. Last time he played Toronto, he was crying, you know, leaving the game, <laughs> em- embarrassed yeah. and ashamed. Yeah. And you you going to put up a, a goose egg in your rematch? That's, a fat one, too. That's embarrassing, dude. I don't know how you get any rebounds and don't have any points. You're not getting 13 defensive rebounds. I know he got one offensive rebound. Go up. Tap dunk. Anything. Zero. Gasol was not the only one out there guarding him, was he? No, not from what I saw. Who's the backup for the Raptors? Ibaka. Oh. Well, that's just as bad, really. (laughs) I mean, Toronto Toronto defensively is really good. And I didn't even think about Ibaka. Ibaka's a starter on most teams. Right. Still. And he's coming off the... Toronto has one of the best benches in the league, honestly. And they don't even have everybody every night. Lowry didn't even play, right? No. And um, Stanley Johnson's hurt. Not that Stanley Johnson's great, but he'd be the second best, dif- um, second best off the bench on Philly. They allowed Hollis Jefferson to give him 16 and 10, by the way. Hollis Jefferson was start on Philly. Played 30 minutes. Hollis Jefferson and Tobias are a wash. <laughs> the way he's playing. The way both of them are playing this year. Yeah. They're in an even exchange. I, I, I do really like mo- moving and beat, I think, would unleash them. I think, Sim- I think Simmons would emerge. Like, he's already a great player now. Yeah. If you open up the court for him for 48 minutes with the yes. way Horford plays, yeah. oh my Horford god, they, my new he'd be unstoppable. And I'd I'd have to get a King's ransom for Embiid though. I'd have to get like a Oh yeah, Carmelo you need a couple of trade. like quality players. No, but I'm saying I'd need like a Carmelo to New York trade where I'm getting four or five guys that can all play, like all get in the game. I'll take 3 in a draft pick. That's fair, yeah. As long as they're good, yeah. You're right. 
Just I'm three, saying, like, if I go three rotation him, guys, if I trade him to Orlando, and I get when I say four or five guys that can all get in the game, I'm saying like if I get Gordon, Augustine, Ross, and you know maybe a young gun Isaac or something. Oh, I'm cool with that. Simmons is an MVP candidate. That's what I'm saying. I'm cool with getting if I get, give me four guys that can all contribute in a game. Right. I'm good. I don't need three all. I don't need an all star for Embiid. I'll take one. If I get you know Middleton, Lopez, and uh, well, no, let me tell. You, I take that back. <laughs> they don't have enough young guys. But if I get a g- bunch of young guys, I'm cool. I mean, George Hill would be a a wonderful addition for them. Yeah, he would. Yeah. If I get Shea Gilgis Alexander, oh. Adams, and Gallinari, and um, what's the dunker Diallo? I'm good. Contender. Yeah. So that that's what that's how I would be looking at it if I'm feeling man. NBA is not it. I know everyone else thinks he is. So this is the time to do it before people start seeing, you know, what I as a GM is, is seeing like in the locker room before people see that I need him out of here. Right. Yeah. Go to the wizards. Give me Beal. <laughs> Give me Beal Wagner. You know what I'm saying? Wizards, wizards could do whatever they want until Scott Brooks goes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I don't care. Um, any other NBA stories we need to touch on? Well, Mello, I mean, we could, we could deep dive on Portland a little bit since they're continuing to struggle. And I'm they not, are conti- I'm not sold on their Chicago win. Yeah, I mean, they should have won that game regardless, yeah. There's, there's just no consistency right. with anyone. Oh, yeah, Lillard did play. He didn't play a lot, though. You're right, there's no consistency. Nobody. No, Carmelo's been the only one consistent. <laughs> Sadly enough, yeah. Yeah. It's just, Carmelo, he looks good though, man. Honestly, he uh, he's and not he's holding the ball. Yes, I, I love saw it. one play. One play blew my mind. Him, um, CJ McCollum, off the pick. He had a mismatch, I think, on Markinen. He gave Carmelo the ball. Carmelo also had a mismatch, but Carmelo gave it right back to him and said, "Go." And I was like, whoa, Carmelo just did that. Yeah. Like, Carmelo just realized, you got this. And at that moment, I realized Portland could be really good. And, man, we talk about coaches a lot. I didn't want to have to go here, but I went here already. Uh, I think one of our first podcasts, Stotts is stale, man. He's stale. And I know Lillard, and I'm the only thing I would be afraid of if Stotts leaves. I think it would change the Lillard McCollum thing, because I think he's perfected that at times. But for everyone else, it's weird. I think he's had the same team for a really long time. You know what's what's weird is the team has kind of changed here and there. But yeah. I think they play like they're the exact same team. Right. And that's that's where I agree with you, where I think it is getting stale. And when I say the team has been the same a long time, I'm saying he has had the same core for so long 
I think he doesn't, he may not understand how to change. Cause like he's had Lillard and another, you know, shooter like his whole time there. Yeah. Since McMillan left, I think he had like one year without Lillard and then everything else was just Lillard. Lillard the whole time. And as he's been playing through him, which is cool, but like you said, the way they're playing is not changing. They, they, the team is totally different. You know, we we talked about them kind of upgrading the roster when during the off season, uh, but they anything. play they play like it's still Aminu, Harkless, and, and you know Collins out there, and they don't even play. <laughs> their team is better, and they're not playing any better. Like right. I said, yeah, it's just yeah. like. And like some of that, who some can't of that, contribute offensively. Some of that is I overestimated some of their pickups. Uh, I thought Hizonia would give me something. He, he's, he's a trash is, can. He is garbage, and I it is it is kind of sad because I did too. I really did. We we both talked him up. Yeah, I just he's been a total trash can every time he's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but he also isn't getting used right either. Yeah, I mean, to me, to an extent, yeah, but but he's he, not he doing anything well. No, he's not. Like you still he handles you the ball defend. way too much on the team now. Why does he for for as athletic as he is? How does he only catch like two lobs a year? <laughs> I know, and he he's best on the break, and he doesn't get out on the break Ever. for some reason. Like, I saw him go coast to coast once, and he got, like, ran down by somebody who wasn't, shouldn't be blocking his shot. Yeah, it's just bad. It was, like, Lonzo or somebody. And I'm like, what is, what is he doing? It, it, it's weird. It is really weird. There's another team play. who, like, like I said, uh, the Sixers felt losing TJ McConnell. Somehow Portland, like, desperately needs Zach Collins back. Which I can't believe I'm saying because he's not good. Right. But when you got Anthony Tolliver starting, look. Yeah, that's if Anthony Tolliver really... is your last rotation guy. Okay, I can I can live with that. Yeah. Just like like for the Lakers, Jared Dudley comes in for like a minute here, a minute there. Yeah. That, that's all I need for from uh, from my man's. Yeah, Tolliver. Yeah, Tolliver. I mean, it's just he's out there playing major minutes. It, it just, he just he doesn't belong out there. Right. You still Whiteside is better than he was in Miami, but you're still not getting consistent effort from Whiteside. Right. Because he still disappears for extended portions, and again, your roster has upgraded, and you still play like you're dependent on Lillard and McCollum to to make every play. Right. And they to you know, part of it is on them because they're not carrying the team like they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. But Stotts has to adapt. So I, I I'm very concerned with what I'm seeing from Portland. Yeah, man. It's ugly. I think they're the two uh, well, I mean, they're not even a playoff team at this point, but they're the two playoff teams that I'm most concerned about of Philly and Portland. Yeah. I think all the other yeah. teams have much easier problems to solve. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Carmelo, man. He looks great. Yep. This isn't his last year. I love to it. Me. I I love watching him play. I think the team loves playing with him. He's having fun. And listen, if you have if you're having fun and you want to win every game, Carmelo's gonna perform. He's going to. That's his element. Having fun. And and he clearly has bought into just fitting the team. You see him. He's talking to the coaches. He's kind of. He's kind of working with Stotts. He's working with all the assistant guys. Like, he's contributing. He's trying to do what's best for the team. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy for him. So happy. Yeah. Yep, me too. Any other teams you've noticed? Uh, no, man. I, how, how about I this seen... uh, mid-season tournament situation? I thought that was interesting. What do you think? I don't know. It, if they can find a way to schedule it, mm-hmm. I'm open for it. I don't know when it would be. Unless it was right before, like between Christmas and All-Star break, I guess. I, I would say between Thanksgiving and Christmas is the best time. Okay. Just because it's the, the best like TV time as far as nothing's going on. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I don't know how they would schedule it. I also don't know how they would make it meaningful enough for players to want to participate in it. Because I, I think they could easily make like a break in the season for a tournament. Mm-hmm. But but then it's not really meaningful and, and guys aren't going to want to play in it. Well, that's why I said maybe before All-Star break because at least... How they play would fill right into the, well, it would, them ending it, they'd have a break, you know, the week or so they get from all-star break right away. And then playing wouldn't like alter how they play on Christmas because Christmas is still like one of the most important days of the year of the season. I I wouldn't want them to say, oh, you know, we're tired. Right. (laughs) We're resting from the tournament on Christmas. No. I don't want that, you know. We definitely want um, to avoid load management as much as possible. Yeah, especially on those cherished days where everyone watches basketball. Right. Um, but yeah, but I, I could see if if filling that that month, and I don't know. I just don't yeah, know the how stakes. they would structure it. Right, the structure and the stakes would be different. Yeah, and if they can't make, if they can't kind of. Include it in the season where you're playing for something. You're playing for I don't know, maybe like a. You can't. I can't say playoff position. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like a easier schedule towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. For for teams that go further into the tournament. Yeah. Because now you have the teams that lose early, they get extended breaks, and you, you have. Would- extra rest at the towards the end of the season for the other teams. Yeah, that'd be like you lose your last two games or something. Yeah, maybe maybe not lose them, but just I don't know, maybe space them out more. Yeah, they would almost have to change the fir- the finals the you know, the playoffs. Yeah. If they did that because then if they did, they could give buys. They could give um 
not buys, but they can give seating, different seating. Right. Um, maybe you can get like tie break points or something. But because it affects two teams, you need two teams to play. You can't really do anything as far as the season goes. Right. That's what kind of messes it up. So you're right about that. Maybe it could fill into the next year. You could say, okay, you win the, um, you win the midseason tournament. You have five less games at the beginning of next year. Right. That would be interesting. Yeah, but then you know, then guys who aren't planning to come back next year, which is very right common now. I I do like that they're looking to kind of spice things up. Yeah. Because I do I the ratings going down are not a joke. Right. The, these NBA regular season games are starting to look more and more meaningless. Because yeah. you got defenses. Uh, it doesn't look like they're coaching any defense in any of these NBA practices. I, I think the officiating has been so detrimental to defense. I agree. I agree with that. It's ridiculous. Guys get called for fouls that are just so phantom. You, you're and not allowing... Now, you're not allowing guys to be physical, but at the same time, like if you're not gonna allow guys to be physical, you're not gonna stop James Harden. You're not. You're not, you're not gonna, gonna stop Luka Doncic. Like if you can't be physical, you're not gonna stop Kawhi. Right. Because he's always gonna out physical you. Right. LeBron's another guy. Be. Like come on. Yeah. Yeah. Greek it's freak. Not good. If you can't be physical with Greek freak, he's getting fifty and and fifteen or whatever. And no one's worried about that because he's airballing free throws. <laughs> <laughs> We're cool. Keep calling those fouls. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, man. It's bad. And the thing is, look at some of the game winners this year and go back and look at some of Kobe's and DUA's game winners, how difficult they were yes. on defense. People don't even guard Kawhi on game winners now. <laughs> or that Spencer Dinwiddie shot. Like... There's no defense. Dog, if if I'm a coach and, and you know, the it's a tie game or we're up one and the yeah. other team, they get the ball to their best player. If I, if I, I as a coach allow the other team's best player to get to the free throw line for a pull-up, yes. I'm not doing a good job. <laughs> right. And the defense is not doing a good job because Kawhi Leonard getting a free throw. Even even if it was contested, even if it was yeah. contested, that no, you cannot allow Kawhi Leonard to get to the free throw, uh, to the free throw line for a pull up. No, and he usually gets to like the second hash, second third hash under the free throw is his bread and butter. Yeah, it's just he's automatic. And and what it's doing is, it's eliminating the defensive stoppers in the league. Yes. Now it's only like. The, these like major stoppers like Kawhi and Paul George, and now it's like no more mid middle of the pack stoppers. Like there's no Bruce Bowens, there's no Rajah Bell's, Shane Battier. There's no Battiers. No, it's our our test. There's none of those guys anymore. Cause now it's like you're either all the way like a superstar stopper or you're nothing. Right, like a Bradley. <laughs> Right, Avery Bradley, or uh, I guess Patrick Beverly to an extent, and he's losing yeah. most of his yeah league's kind of passing him by. He's fouled out. He's leads the league in foul outs this year. It doesn't surprise me one bit. But he, his, a lot of his fouls are not 
like lead the league foul. It's, kind yeah, of it's foul. just it's just because there's you can't allow physicality. It's, it needs to change. It's getting really bad. I think they should. Yo, I think they should bring back hand checking. Is that crazy to me? I I'm cool with it. I, I think it would make it would force players to be like weight. Being in the weight room would become a lot more critical. Yeah, you're gonna have uh, now. You got guys who are gonna hesitate to come out of college because they're not you know physically strong enough. Yeah, uh, and I just think it'll force players to be better. And one thing they one change they could make too is they need to start calling the moving picks. Oh it's, yeah, it's getting way out of hand. Oh yeah, move. You almost have to like almost be moving on purpose to get the call now. But they do it so often. Guys get wide open, and you know. You know what the problem is, and and this is the same shit in the NFL is sometimes they call it like you know it's just it's the most important rule in the game. And then yeah. other games, it's you never, it's never called, right? And the, when there's yeah. no consistency in the rules, it's not, it's just a, it's just trouble. You're just asking for trouble at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they are spicing things up too. To sum it up, I am glad yeah. they're spicing things up. Uh, I hope I hope they figure out because I would I, I think a tournament would would really make it a lot more fun. Yeah, I do too. Um, let's transition real quick to NCAA. Right. Um, couple of upsets. You, yeah, upsets. Do upset. I'm not going to get too deep into the Coach K thing. We've already dogged him <laughs> enough. Go back and listen if you guys want to hear us dog Coach K. So I've. I'm not surprised about them losing, but you know how they lost was pretty interesting. It was big shot, big play. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really gotten a chance to watch as much college basketball as I would like. Yeah, uh, I've missed a lot of the top teams, but a team that I randomly got to see twice and I've been very impressed with is Virginia Tech. Yeah, uh, I watched uh, about a week or two ago. They beat Lehigh, which which at that point wasn't much of a game to me. I mean, you know, uh-huh. I was it was they won, they looked strong, but beating Lehigh, I'm not going to come out here and proclaim them as this good team. Right. But then Sunday they had a very impressive win over Michigan State. They're scrappy, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think they have uh, a lot of physical players. Mm-hmm. They have good athleticism. They have an NBA caliber guy in uh, Landers Nolly. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, his perimeter game is is really efficient. Like he doesn't seen... he doesn't over dribble. His release is, is lightning quick. Oh, he's a guard. Uh, he's not really a guard. Oh, okay. He's kind forward. of he's one of these like he's kind of a small forward who hasn't really like athletically he's not there yet. Yeah. Uh, but he is a work in progress. But as far as just offensive scoring, uh, especially in college, I mean, I think he's averaging 20, 21 maybe. I think that's going to continue. Uh-huh. Because uh, I watched him against Lehigh. He hits like eight threes. He hit uh, a number of threes against Michigan. Michigan uh-huh. State, a number of like tough buckets. And again, he doesn't force it. He's not mm. a ball hog. 
Virginia Tech moves the ball. Everybody gets touches. And they have a number of just quality players. They had a good season last year. Yeah, I'm excited for them. To the league. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm going to check them out. I haven't seen them play yet either. Yeah, Landers. Keep an eye out on Landers Nolly. He's... I, I think with his early play, he's already a second-round guy. Okay. He's cool. at, I mean, you, you watch some of the highlights. He's Some of the moves are league-ready. Okay. Um, I have an overall statement about college basketball. Yeah, this I, was interesting. What is that? I have a lot of wild statements on here. I acknowledge. Um, I think college basketball is dying, man. Slowly. A slow death. Very slowly. I think Trey Young might be the last college. Well, Zion might be the last college star, but I think Trey was like a was different because he was like a star within his college, right? Mm-hmm. Zion was Zion, regardless of where Zion went, he would have been Zion. I think Trey kind of brought Oklahoma, like his college, with him. Yeah, and this is what I mean. Why I think he might have been the last one. A lot of these new players, it's more about, and now with the ruling, with them being able to make money coming soon, it's going to be more about the names on the back than the names on the front. It's, it's coming. Now it's, it really won't even matter what college guys go to. It's anymore, what, uh, so. similar to what Tebow was talking about. Yeah. And, and I see it more now because a lot, not these guys I don't even put like players with teams anymore like you used to back in the day like when I say back in the day I just mean like five years ago it was a player who played for a college now like a lot of times you talk about players you don't even mention the college anymore right it's not as important anymore it's not really about the team or the school or the institution which I know a lot of the players were against, but I, I see it ruining. It, it, it makes me not even want to watch as much. Like, I'm not even looking for teams anymore. Yeah. And it, it's it's sad. And I, I know I might be really early in this, but I do think we're going to see the decline of the interest in college basketball. I, I do think, I think the reason it'll be slow is because March Madness, I don't think, will will die as fast as the season will. Right. And, and honestly, they they could just kind of shorten and kind of <laughs> change around the season just a little bit. Skip to March Madness, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, everybody would watch that. I think they could. I think they could also make March Madness start earlier. Yeah. Like, when it ends, it's still March Madness, but it could start early February and let guys have a game in between days. You know, I mean, a, not a game, more days in between games. You could expand March Madness and include more teams in it. Yeah. That would be pretty wild, but... It would be wild and it wouldn't be as competitive. It, w- it wouldn't be as uh, the big dance anymore, you know? It used to only be 32 yeah. before, yeah, you're right. too. Um. So, yeah, man, it, they're going to have to make some major changes to college I, basketball. I'm going to wait to – I, I really want to see what uh, what happens when LeBron's son and D-Wade's son come out mm-hmm. uh, because I think those two guys could kind of have that same, like, Zion kind of impact where it's just 
all eyes are on them. Yeah, uh, it won't matter what team they're on, yeah. There's an excitement there, but for the most part, I, I do think it's heading in that direction. Yeah, it's going to be just all about players. It's going to be almost like an AAU thing for college. It's going to look like AAU teams in a, in a way. And when I say that, I mean the, the sport representing the college is not going to matter. It, it's going to be like, okay, transferring is going to get easier. Um, players obviously gonna all be profiting off their name. There's gonna be signature shoes in college. It's coming. Watch. Right. I'm I'm letting people know early. This is I can feel it. I can feel it coming for sure. That's what I'm calling. And it's it's sad. And I do still enjoy watching college. I watched Michigan a couple of times. I like Michigan a lot still. Um, Carolina looks pretty good. Looking to catch Maryland within the next week or two. I've heard some really good things about Maryland. I've heard. I haven't seen them yet, but anyway, that's all I got today, man. I'm ready. Uh, you don't want to talk about uh Wilder? No. <laughs> about, well, about what I mean, you expected? Yeah. He's a he beat. knocked. I mean, he beat him pretty easily the first time. He knocked him out. He's an animal. One shot. Can't wait for the the what is it? It's set in what is it? March, I think. Him and Fury again? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All it takes is one. All it takes is one. <laughs> That's what him and his crew was chanting after the fight, yeah. after the knockout. It was nice. It was, it was a good fight. Uh, the thing is, Wilder's fights are getting kind of boring because people are so afraid to get hit. <laughs> they don't really fight. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was. So, All right. Um, you want to play a gym? And get out of here? I'm not going to play one. Uh, Yeah, sure. Party? Yeah. Either either track. I'm going to hit news. Uh, this is Party Next Door released a two-pack for everyone. Um, One is with Drake. You guys can go hear that yourself. Probably uh, have already. Exactly. So here's the other one. This is the news about Party. What's news to you? It ain't news to me. What's news to you? What's news to you? It ain't news to me. And what's blue to you? It ain't blue to me. It ain't blue to me. It ain't new to me. Hurt me and tell me, man, up. Hurt me and tell me, stand up. Ask me questions, I don't care what they answer.
tied down Sometimes it's my own doing that makes things come to fruition Do you deserve me? No way Can I let you go to anybody? Never in a million But my love just reached the ceiling What's news to you? It ain't news to me What's news to you? What's news to you? It ain't news to me And what's blue to you? It ain't blue to me Uh, party next door the news brand new um you got anything else man to close out uh another upset alert in college looks like uh dayton about to take kansas to ot kansas has been rough this year <laughs> man they're really really small lost a lot of guys i'm excited it That's looks crazy, like man. a very balanced uh year of college basketball yeah, a lot, a lot it of is. competitive teams. That's gonna make the tournament even crazier. Right. Yeah. All right. Um. Till next time, everyone. Have a good Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys next week, as usual. Um. This is Tyga and Chris Brown from their uh, "Fan of a Fan" mixtape to close us out. Jello Beats, holla at me. Coffee your chair. <laughs> you know, a lot of girls say a lot of things to me. Saying they this and that. 
and I ain't listening. I'm DJ, Cause I'm on some G shit. Young money. DJ Rockstar. Uh, I'm in this bitch till my eyes white. They say I'm all hype. Miss me if you blink twice. If your hair pussy right, I'ma fuck you all night. The Rockstar, Young Beetle, tell them good night. Kiss Dada, Mama love them, Obama Dala. Space comma, bills up in Benihana's. Ice water, cash make my dick larger. I sex harder, make you sweat, sauna. <laughs> dope nigga, fuck dope bitches. From the city where Lopes on and those dick is. Side with the Barbie dash 250. Let a kiss on my neck, but no hickeys. No Driveway like Sin City. Make a movie with a star, let the lights hit ya. <laughs> she think I ain't gon' get it, but I'm a fly nigga, I ain't trippin'. Shawty saw it, really don't matter to me. I'm loving all these girls, cause all these girls love me. And then she's Red bottoms, cause she that nice. Her body stacked right, miss her if you blink twice. And never compare her to the rest, cause she's so far. She got security with her, I call her Lone Star. YSL fly as hell with them French tips. Let's hit the water, set sail, give me French kisses. People flashing everywhere that we go. Ice cold, nigga, but the chain still rocky road. Ice cream, I'm fucking with them ice queens. Long hair, pretty yellow bone lightning, cause she's exciting. I take her clothes off. I Kiss it three times and then I doze off. <laughs> cause I'm the best who ever did it. <laughs> and she the best cause she with me. <laughs> she think I ain't gon' hit it. But I'm a fly nigga, I ain't trippin'. Shotty so it really don't matter to me. Yeah. All these girls, To my jetway, first class, yeah, that's where my chef stay. I'm ahead of you niggas, I skip one grade on olives and yachts with my Louis Shay. Yeah, Bubba Gucci Mane, baby, have some lemonade. Umbrella, hang your drink, dessert, souffle. Patron shot straight, turn a nigga two face. Hot drunk girl, say that love my baby face. Uh, but I'ma still keep it G though. Yeah. Captain of my ship, and I ain't never wearing Speedos. My hair and bone on, she let me bone on. Poke turn and show. Take her home. I don't put it on my camera phone. I know I'm wrong, but I'm in too deep. Uh, me alone. She fall in love with every love song. She wanna be in love, huh? But shit, it really don't matter to me. Hey, hey. All these girls, it's all these girls. Yeah. I love me. I love sheets. Oh, oh, oh. 